Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Big night last night, elections in Idaho, elections in North Carolina, the big Senate election in Pennsylvania. A lot to talk about there. Also, I want to um, show you the power of us story. A story versus the story. You'll see what I mean throughout the show today, how narratives matter. And the media will not tell you what's really going on here. Stay tuned. A lot to talk about. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I've got that. I've got an update on another media narrative, the attempt to now empower law enforcement, federal law enforcement, using what happened in uh, Buffalo to go after and politically target you and the media assisting in that effort. I've got that narrative control and also an update on 2,000 Mules. Today's show brought to you by LifeLock. You know that children can be targets of identity theft just like adults. Happens all the time. School or medical office data breaches are common, uh, the way, uh, ways their information is exposed to cyber thieves. Help protect your child's identity today. I do it by limiting how you share their social security number and finding safe locations for their documents, keeping your online devices free of viruses and spyware. That's important. It's really important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. I had my identity stolen. It was a mess. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity and your kids. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock, LifeLock. They detect and alert you to potential identity threats. I get texts. You may not spot these identity threats on your own, like loans taken out in your name. If, However, if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it for you. No one can prevent all identity theft, or no one can monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect you with LifeLock. LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. It starts here. Join now today. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Get it. I have it. I love it. LifeLock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. LifeLock.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Don't risk it. All right, Joe. Let's go. Let's go, daddy Big. Yes. Big day today. So uh, first, let's just get to the elections last night. A lot happened. A lot of stories there. Um, of course, the left-wing media wants to tell you a story and not the story. That is always their goal. So here are some quick takeaways. You're going to get a lot of this on cable news today. So I'm just going to sum it up quickly and move on to what I think are some other important stories, uh, too. You're going to see the media now, especially in the Pennsylvania races this for Senate and governor. You're going to see the media start to spin and contour a story and not tell you the story. Now, the Republican now nominee, Doug Mastriano, uh, a, uh, a, mil- a former member of our military and uh, a decent guy, he won the, uh, the Republican primary last night. Now, I noticed already this morning the goons at Playbook and elsewhere. You can always go there to see what the left-wing hack fake news media is going to say. They're already painting Doug Mastriano as, this is a quote, an election denier. Joe, he's denying an election happened? Were you guys aware of that? 
Doug Mastriano. Someone get Doug Mastriano on the phone. Can we get him for an interview, fellas? Jim, get let's get him on the phone. He's in a late denied an election house. Are there a, there are a lot of those apparently election deniers. No, this is an exact quote. I I put up. I'm not even going to bother. It's it's a way. It's everywhere now. Doug Mastriano, election denier wins. Now, if you understand it, this is supposed to be the media. Now, if you were an election denier, it would mean what? That you deny an election? Uh, folks, I'm just asking freaking questions. If this is the media that's supposed to give you the facts, sorry to come out hot, but this is just so infuriating. And it's why the media has like a negative 72.5% approval and people trust, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the 1980s Times Square shell game guy more than they trust these goons in the media. Doug Mastriano is that an election denier. He's a former member of our military and a pretty prominent guy in Pennsylvania politics. Whether you like him or not is irrelevant. You're supposed to be a journalist. Election denier Mastriano? Denying an election? It's kind of weird. Like, no one even knows what that means. But of course, you're a goon and a hack in the media. Now, it's kind of strange because the guy who won the uh, primary for the United States Senate seat on the Democrat side is an actual goofball, a guy by the name of John Fetterman. And it's kind of strange how, you know, the Philadelphia Inquirer had this story in February 2021. You don't hear a lot about this this morning in the media. In the media. However, you do hear about Doug Mastriano, the Republican, being an election denier. John Fetterman addresses a 2013 incident, which he, this is a Democrat, which he pulled a gun on a man who turned out to be an unarmed black jogger. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, right, right. Guy makes up a Joe, right? That's I thought that was supposed to be Doug Mastriano, right? They're supposed we're supposed to be the racist, right? <laughs> kind of weird, right? How the Doug Mastriano election denier narrative? Remember, they're telling you a story, not the story. That's all out there. Yet the Democrat nominee pulled a gun on a guy who turned out to be an unarmed black jogger. You're not going to see a lot of this story today. Always astonishing how the media just seems to pick and choose what they want. You know, it's almost like they're telling you a story, not the story. Another thing you're going to hear about last night is, uh, of course, they're going to attack Donald Trump. We don't know the outcome of the Pennsylvania Senate race yet. Uh, uh, Mehmet Oz and Dave McCormick are neck and neck. So we probably won't know for a couple of days. Shocker, it's Pennsylvania. Uh, stunner. Uh, but we don't really know who won that yet. It looks like Kathy Barnett's not going to come through in that. But one of the narratives you're going to see now is, oh, Donald Trump really blew it last night. They're going to say that because Madison Cawthorn, who was uh, one of his candidates that he was supporting, a congressman from North Carolina, uh, 11, uh, conceded and did not win his primary last night. Chuck Edwards won, that's, uh, won, won that primary, which looks like that, that seat will stay in Republican hands, just not with Madison Cawthorn. Cawthorn was endorsed by Trump. Also, Lieutenant Governor in Idaho, who was running against the governor, lost as well. So, of course, they're going to paint this as a mixed night for Trump, and they're going to play down the fact that Ted Budd, who was his preferred candidate in North Carolina for the Senate race we endorsed early, won by, I think, 30 points. They're also going to leave out the fact that Oz, whether you liked him or not, was his preferred candidate, obviously, in Pennsylvania, and at least is front-running right now. They'll leave all of that out. Now, Trump is like 75 and 1 or 2 or 3 or whatever in endorsements. There's probably not a record like that matched anywhere in politics anywhere. And yet the media will paint this again as some big, huge loss for Trump. Get ready for it. Cawthorn, and they're going to use the lieutenant governor's race in Idaho. 
And if Oz does manage to lose this and McCormick pulls it out, I can guarantee you, you will. I can write the stories for you guys. Remind me to stay on top of it. Trump endorsement power collapses. The guy's like 75 and three. It's a meaningless. The GOP rejects Trump. I can write the stories for you right now. Right now. Joe, do me a favor. Mark it. Oh. 9 a.m. Wednesday, May 18th. We can write. Thank you. We, got we can write the stories today. Power of Trump diminishing. Trump collapses. GOP rejects Trump. You Now, it depends on what happens with Oz. If Oz loses, I can guarantee you those stories will be written. All right, moving on. There's not much else to talk about today with the elections other than the narratives because we don't have the results from the big headliner, oh, Mehmet Oz. It's probably going to be a couple days in McCormick. McCormick kind of surprised, though. I do have to be candid with you there. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see that happening. A lot of the polls, it turns out, were not, shocker again, were not accurate on that. A lot of the polls had Kathy Barnett running a very close second and and McCormick picking up third. But McCormick, most of the night, was ahead up until the end. So I think his support surprised a lot of people. I can only speculate. Sorry, I said I'd move on. But I look, you know, listen, I've run in elections. I'm fascinated by political science. I'm not sure you are as well. If you're not, my apologies. But I can only speculate that the pro-MAGA Trump vote was split between Oz due to Trump's endorsement and Barnett being another MAGA candidate, even though she wasn't endorsed. And then more of the establishment wing of the party, which tends to turn up pretty heavy in Republican primaries, one for McCormick. Right now it's 411,000 votes to 409,000. So we won't have that for a couple of days. All right, uh, moving on. Folks, I like themes to shows because they're important. It ties together uh, chronologically a narrative. People think in narratives. They think in stories. They think in kind of chapters to a book. That's how human beings process information. So I want you to remember that the media's only purpose right now, whether it's from elections to uh, destroying uh, Republicans, getting them censored and investigated by law enforcement, that the media's only goal is never to tell you the truth. You know this, it's not breaking news. It's to manipulate the public. It is their only job. Manipulation is their only job. They don't see themselves as truth tellers. They see themselves as activists. You're seeing it now again with this replacement theory nonsense. Thankfully, Tucker Carlson last night covered it on his show. He used some of the same clips we used. He used that piece from the New York Times, which I got from Michael Anton. I didn't find it myself. We can replace them. Replacement theory, ladies and gentlemen, this idea that the white voters and white citizens are being replaced by brown people. This is a fascination of the left and only the left. Replacement theory is a leftist conspiracy theory. We have covered this for three days because it's not going to stop up until the election. I'll play for you at the end of the show. The remarkable Donnie Dunce. You know Donnie Dunce from MSNBC? Sometimes known as Donnie Deutsch. He's really Donnie Dunce. Uh, he has a bold idea on how to keep this going forever. Bold. Nobody's tried this before. But the great Tom Elliott over at Grabian put together a supercut. Here again, because the media, again, will not tell you that story. They want to tell you a story. Here is a supercut. I had to cut a minute out of this. It's about a minute and 19 seconds. I cut a minute out of this. It goes on forever. Of the left-wing obsession with white people being replaced. Keep in mind. Every single person in this supercut, if you're not watching it on Rumble and you're listening, everyone is a left winger. Everyone. It starts with Chuck Schumer first on the Senate floor 
blaming hilariously Republicans for the left-wing replacement theory. Watch this supercut. Evidence is right here. Case closed. Check this out. It seems harder and harder to ignore that the echoes of replacement theory and other racially motivated views are increasingly coming out into the open. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. This will be the first generation ever in American history uh, in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007, every year, babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044? Uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics change, as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny. Demographics is destiny, right? The country is changing. I've been saying it here. Other people have been saying it here for years now, even before Donald Trump. The demographics is destiny. The white population is declining for the first time in history in America, while the number of multiracial Americans have more than doubled. So we live in a country where the demographics are changing. It's becoming less white. Uh, correct. Okay. You'll be announcing that we're calling the 38 electoral votes of Texas for the Democratic nominee for president. It's changing. It's going to become a purple state and then a blue state because of the demographics, because of the population growth. The growth in Texas has been almost entirely driven by non-white population growth, mostly by Hispanic and Latino population growth. The idea that, uh, you know, whites will, will not be the majority... I mean, that's it's an exciting transformation of the country. It's an exciting evolution uh, and, you know, progress of our country in many different ways. <laughs> you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Again, media, right? They got to tell you a story, not the story. And what's a story they want to tell you? My gosh, those racist Republicans are obsessed with being replaced by brown people. They are. It's really, really odd because all the video, all the digital and all the print evidence is, this, is that this is a Democrat generated narrative. That matter of fact, started with a Southern Democrat senator decades ago. If it wasn't for the, I mean, really think about it, right? If it wasn't for this show and conservative oriented hosts on cable news, you know, you'd never know the truth. You would actually believe this, that replacement theory which allegedly motiv uh, motivated the Buffalo sh shooter um, to kill all these people, you would think that was a right-wing thing. Except for the fact that the evidence is right in front of your face. That it is only the Democrats obsessed with replacing white people. It's only them. Every one of the people in that video was a left-winger. Everyone. Now, there's a new narrative. They don't have anything else before the 2022 elections, ladies and gentlemen. It is not looking good for the Democrats. So, of course, bodies or some of them haven't even been buried yet. And disgusting filth on the left want to abuse the memories of the dead people in Buffalo and their families. Abuse the memories by using their deaths to score a cheap political what they think to be victory. It's disgusting. It is so grotesque and filthy. That even for the Democrats and the media, who I have no respect for at all, it is a new low breaking through the basement floor. Here's the ever hapless Paul Krugman, who somehow won a Nobel Prize for economics. Please return that Nobel Prize immediately. You have tarnished the entire image of that prize. 
This guy is a clown, a bozo level clown. This piece actually ran in the New York Times. You know, the same paper that ran the, we will replace them op-ed. I thought that was a right wing. <laughs> From voodoo to MAGA to Buffalo. Guys know what did it? What motivated the uh, Buffalo attacker to kill 10 people? You know what did it? Joe, tax cuts. Tax Come on, guys. Tax cuts did it. Tax cuts. Replacement theory tax. Folks. I, what? This is. Yes, this is real. Here it is. Quote, Paul Krugman, one of the legendary. I mean, you want to talk about the. The tribal chief of the stupid, smart people tribe. It is Paul Krugman. Further evidence that stupid, smart people will burn this place to the ground quicker than any other group of people on planet Earth. It's a quote from Paul Krugman. This collapse opened the door for paranoia and conspiracy theorists of all kinds, and the consequences have been deadly. There is, I would argue, a direct line from the Laffer curve to January 6th to Buffalo. The Laffer curve, not Laffer, like, haha, Laffer, L-A-F-F-E-R. It's aimed after Art Laffer. It's the theory that there is a revenue-optimizing tax rate. If you raise taxes too high, you lose tax revenue because businesses go out of business. And if you leave taxes too low, you get no tax money because there's no tax rate. It's been documented over and over as being accurate. But there's Krugman right there, direct quote, arguing that there's a direct line from tax cuts to the shooter in Buffalo. Direct line. Yeah, give me direct. It's not, not an indirect, direct line. Keep in mind, we have the manifesto of the attacker in Buffalo. It mentions nothing at all about marginal tax rates and their relationship to him. And no, yeah, that's right. It, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, stop trying to make sense of it. You are dealing with the stupid, smart people on the left, the most dangerous people on planet Earth. They are telling you a story, not the story. Always, always, always keep that in mind. Now, these people are cowards, too, making the problem even worse. Chuck Schumer, majority leader in the Senate, one of the most hapless human beings. I will never forget. Can I make that point of personal privilege? Just a very fast story. I'll never forget being an agent on a visit in Long Island with Hillary Clinton. Chuck Schumer was a congressman at the time, I believe uh, from Brooklyn, right? He had this beaten up like 1980s Ford Taurus that was rusting through. It was an embarrassing looking car. And because Chuck Schumer wanted to look like a baller, he kept demanding from the agents on the scene that he be allowed in the motorcade to get to the next site. And the car was such a train wreck and a mess <laughs> that we were really afraid he would break down and like cause us trouble. <laughs> I will never forget because he wanted to be a baller. Like demanding, I want to get in that motor. I got to be in that motor kit. That's Chuck Schumer. That's who he is. Like he couldn't drive to the place separately on his own. He had to make sure he was in the motor kit. That's Chuck Schumer. Again, a guy with zero dignity. This is just a common theme on the left. So Chuck Schumer, who should be sued, by the way, is getting into dangerous First Amendment territory. He wrote a letter to Fox News, basically demanding Tucker Carlson be pulled from the air. Now, whoa. Oh, Senate Majority Leader, who is a elected government official working for the taxpayer, not the Democrat Party. Dan, he's a Democrat. Yeah, he's a Democrat. He doesn't work for the Democrat Party. 
He may be an activist for them, but he is a United States senator. United States senator. A United States senator, the majority leader, writing a note demanding censorship of a cable news host? That sounds to me like a First Amendment lawsuit waiting to happen right there. Now, Chuck Schumer, who's a punk and a coward, again, with zero dignity at all. Tucker Carlson did the right thing. Chuck Schumer wants to call out Carlson. Carlson's like, well, why don't you come on my show and we can talk about it. Chuck Schumer, of course, makes a cowardly move, his red state notes, and says, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. Of course he's not going to do that. Chuck Schumer knows he's a punk and a loser, and he always has been. Of course he's not going to come on the show. Again, proving my point yesterday that came up with the uh, Twitter, the the Project Veritas undercover video, that Twitter realizes that left-wingers like Chuck Schumer have no coward, have no guts at all. They're total cowards. They can't defend their positions, and the right is eager for an argument. All right, let me get to this, and I'm going to get to narrative control next. Folks, the meltdown over 2,000 mules continues, and it is glorious. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, NPR, the Washington Post, they are so eager to cheat again in the 2022 election and get ballot boxes up so they can cheat using ballot mules that they have dedicated newsrooms to trying to combat Dinesh D'Souza's hard evidence of massive malfeasance in the 2020 election, 2,000 mules, and they just keep falling on their face, and it's glorious to watch. I'll show you what I mean in a second with the hapless Philip Bump. Yeah, <laughs> Phil. He may make that competition, the, uh, the dopey media talking head Olympics. We're considering that now. Let me get to this first. MyPillow. Our friends at MyPillow are offering us their best sale of the year, and trust me, should all take advantage. My pillow is offering a buy one, get one extravaganza on multiple my pillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who've changed the quality of their sleep with my pillow. Right now, get buy one, get one free pricing on my pillows, their towel sets, roll and go anywhere. My pillows, just go to their radio listener special page at mypillow.com and use promo code Dan or call them. At 1-800-951-7163. I personally own the MyPillow products. They're terrific. The towels, the pillow is super comfortable. I never slept better. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select MyPillow products. You'll also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-951-7163 or go to the radio listeners special page at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Use promo code Dan. That's 800-951-7163 or visit MyPillow.com and use promo code Dan. Thanks, MyPillow. We appreciate it. Narrative control, folks. Narrative control. I know none of you are under the illusion that the media is there to tell you the story. I know you know they're there to tell you a story, but narrative control is important. Now, let's be clear. The Washington Post and other left-wing outlets, uh, they need to be full-time activists for the Democrats who cannot admit that 2020, there was a massive amount of malfeasance in that election. They just can't admit it because they like to cheat. They want to cheat again. So they pick the dumbest of the dumb. Again, people, I can't use this term enough, with no dignity and no spine at all, who are just willing to openly lie and misdirect in public. And who jumps up and volunteers? Takes about the Philip Bump. Philip Bump, probably the biggest loser in media. So Philip Bump, who has been assigned to the 2,000 Mules uh, let's attempt to discredit this movie task force. Dude, this is really hilarious. I saw this last night. Philip Bump of the Washington Post debated Dinesh D'Souza about the movie. And when I tell you got wrecked, I mean got entirely destroyed. 
wrecked. He then bizarrely posted the transcript of him getting wrecked at the Washington Post. Here's just a piece of Philip Bump getting humiliated and disgracing himself in an epic cell phone in his own paper. It says, discussing the gaps in 2000 Mules with Dinesh D'Souza. Now, I want you to keep in mind that Philip Bump is trying to discredit the movie, saying that one of the alleged mules in the case was interviewed by the GBI and said that he wasn't dropping off ballots for other people, but he was dropping off ballots for his family. So they took his word for it. They just took his word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just dropping them off for my family. Oh, you were. Keep in mind, this is there, there, there are thousands of mules, right? So, of course, because Philip Bump doesn't understand how actual investigations work, because he's a moron, and he definitely doesn't understand how geo-tracking works, although he pretends to. This is what he said. This is, this is, again, him posting an epic cell phone. So he, he, D'Souza, Dinesh denotes said, listen, these weren't people in the movie that visited one Dropbox. They visited 10. So, of course, Bump, he does. I want you to see this. This is what the left does. I want to caution you if you're running for office. Pay very close attention here. Or if you're ever dealing with left-wing dunces like Philip Bump. What they do is they get you lost in one example where you lose the big picture. The premise of 2,000 Mules is clear and undeniable. If you entered near a drop box more than 10 times after leaving a ballot center where they were harvesting ballots, you showed up in the geo-tracking. So because Bump thinks he has a scenario of one guy that they can't you know, absolutely nail down, he focuses on this. Watch, here's Bump's answer. Did the bike guy go to 10 drop boxes? Dinesh says, yeah, of course he did. How do you know that? Dinesh says, oh, he wouldn't be counted otherwise. And Bump says again, well, how do you know he visited 10 boxes? D'Souza says, well, how do I know that? Because that's what the geo-tracking uh, showed. They've not contested the geo-tracking is valid, GBI. They wouldn't open up an investigation into ballot trafficking. Brad Raffensperger from Georgia himself wouldn't do that. If he thought, you know what, the geo-tracking is useless. This guy didn't even go to 10 drop boxes. They know he did. They know he did. You see what Bump does? His effort to spin the situation? He does thousands of mules. He thinks he may have one specific scenario where that may not be beyond a reasonable doubt, but reasonable suspicious, and he focuses on that one thing. Not knowing, he wrecks himself. When you, when you read through this thing, I hate to click on the Washington Post, you will become even more convinced that Philip Bump is a full-time Democrat activist, and Dinesh D'Souza nailed this case, nailed it to the wall. By the way, in case you want to know who Philip Bump really is, and you just keep in mind, too, there's a whistleblower in the case Philip Bump is like, we shouldn't take his word. And then he argues in the same piece, but we should definitely take the word of the guy who appeared to be a ballot mule, but said he wasn't dropping off anything but his family's ballots. So one person's word is okay, but not the other. That's Philip Bump journalism. Here's Philip Bump too, who can't even spell his own first name. The Washington Post, Philip Bump, October 2020. We've reached the Tony Bobolinsky stage of the campaign. Ha! Ah! Tony, making fun of Tony Bobolinsky, the business partner. Remember, his word's no good either. So the word of a guy on a bike who says, no, no, I definitely weren't, wasn't a ballot mule. Ballots for my family, even though he visited 10 drop boxes. No good. No good. That, that's a, that, that We got to take his word for it. But the word of a whistleblower who exposed him, he's no good. The word of Tony Bobolinsky, a business partner, he's no good either. 
but a PP tape and a collusion allegation based on Hillary Clinton's fantasies over Donald Trump. That is definitely worth entertaining. Here's the same Philip Bump. The fight over collusion is still more complicated than it might seem. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy every time. Philip Bump, I definitely believe in the PP tape. Yeah, someone told me it exists. Yeah, someone, a whistleblower, told us that there's a bunch of mules traveling about. So we have the geo tracking to back it up. No, 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 not his word. Tony Bobolinsky was a business partner deal. He has emails to back him. Not his word either. Not his word. Definitely the word of bike guy. That discredits everything. Philip up an epic cell phone every single time. Folks, this is the tyranny of so-called experts, right? Their eagerness to tell you a story and not the story. They need to control narratives and manipulate. I want to show you how this works. Let me get to my next sponsor first. I want to show you how this works again in a minute. The tyranny of so-called experts and how the media constantly lies to you to fashion and contour a Plato-like narrative to lead you in a specific direction. And only suckers like Philip Bump use it, fall for it, and promote it to others. Let me get to this first. This next one is just glorious. Remember how you were told, oh my gosh, the collusion PP tape hoax that Philip Bump promoted? That didn't affect the 2016 election. I mean, no one even knew about it till afterwards. Really? That's, that's fascinating. We'll produce actual evidence next. That's a lie, too. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, I just want to get through this story quickly because I don't want to beat this thing to death. You know, the Hillary Clinton lawyer involved in the PP tape collusion hoax, right? Well, he, the trial started yesterday. So one of the narratives you were told often, and I'm sure your friends still continue to propagate today based on left-wing media liars like Phil Bump and others, people who just are embedded full-time in activism and embedded no time in actual journalism, right? They'll tell you the PP hoax, all that stuff. We didn't interfere in the 2016 election. I mean, no one even learned about all of this stuff, the collusion thing until after the election. Really? Really? That's... Again, just fascinating. Here's a Fox News article yesterday. You can read it in the newsletter. Michael Sussman, John Durham trial. The prosecution, Durham, says Clinton lawyer used the FBI to create an October surprise against Trump. Well, why would they want an October surprise? What happens in November? October, November. October's before November, right? We get a fact check. Uh, yes, that is correct. October before November. What happens in November? Yes, the election in 2016. So that's kind of strange, right? Because we were told often by media hacks and goons that they didn't interfere in the 2016 election with their collusion lies because nobody found out about it till afterwards. Really? Here's a New York Mag article about the October surprise they're talking about, conveniently dated November 1st, 2016, just a week before Election Day. 
Final October surprises reveal FBI is probing Trump's alleged Russia ties. Margaret Hartman, New York Magazine. Wait, I thought that didn't happen. November 1st, 2016. I think, again, you see how like you live in the Marvel multiverse of madness or whatever if you're a lefty? How you live in a universe that doesn't exist because you've been guided by a bunch of liars, frauds, and fake news specialists like Philip Bump and others? The Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, man, I don't know. Bike guy. We can't tell. In a video. Yeah, we have the geo-tracking. Yeah, geo-tracking. I don't know about that. It's good enough for the January 6th, folks, but not good enough for ballot fraud. The lies are everywhere. Now, I want to let you in on a little secret about how the media works and what I call the tyranny of talking heads and the false patina of what, we, what, what, what is the self-proclaimed experts tell you. The media is obsessed with telling you a story, not the story. I can't say it enough. Whether it's about elections, Republicans being racist, replacement theory, none of it is true. This show produces receipts. The media produces lies. One of the ways they do it is by the tyranny of experts. They pull some expert out of the air. They tell you he's an expert. And this so-called expert affirms what was already a pre-existing narrative. This doesn't make sense, Joe. Stop me here, okay? So... The media has a story they always, the, the way it should work in journalism, right, is the media gets a set of facts. Hey, there was an attack in Buffalo. Ten people were killed. Okay, let's go out and investigate. That's not how the media works. I've been in this space a long time. The way the left-wing media works is they hear about a story. It gets processed through a partisan lens. How does this help or hurt the Democrats? In the diagram a choice diagram if the story can assist the democrats in getting votes they will run with the story if not the story goes away it's not actually discussed or it's minimized like waukesha new york new york somewhere it's minimized if the story they think can benefit the democrats through a narrative they will advance the narrative leaving out important details and highlighting details they think advance the narrative so again with the buffalo attack they want you to believe that the Buffalo attacker was motivated by racist replacement theory Republicans, even though replacement theory is obviously a left-wing narrative. They want to leave out the fact that the Buffalo attacker manifesto attacked Fox News. They want to minimize that because it makes it, it gets away from their story that this guy was a right-wing lunatic. So one of the things they do is they go to a fake expert. In this case, they go to a guy who I know, Jonathan Wackrow, right? And here we go. And I say fake expert, not because he wasn't a, a, a he was he actually was a Secret Service agent. I know Joe Markwell. But remember, they need what they call a quote machine. I wrote about this in my book, okay? They want a guy they know will give them a quote that advances their narrative, not advances the story, okay? Here, Axios. So DHS is now preparing for violence following the abortion ruling. Make no mistake, this is being targeted at conservatives the Department of Homeland Security. There is no evidence whatsoever that pro-life advocates are getting ready to blow up large chunks of the country. None. But the DHS wants to investigate you. So they have to go out and get someone who worked at DHS and they call these people in the media. I'm not kidding. They call them quote machines. Hey, go to this guy. He'll say whatever we need because they already have the story written. Here, perfect example. Between the lines, folks, the road decision is flypaper for extremists. It is. It sounds like it's flypaper for lefty extremists calling for a summer of rage. But Axios, of course, a bunch of left-wing goons. They go, the memo, the DHS memo, along with communications between government and the private sector, show how multiple agencies are mobilizing to try and get ahead of civil unrest. 
It's kind of strange. Note how they leave out the left-wing rally this weekend where they talked about the summer of rage. So you got to get a quote machine in there, right? So who do you go to? John Wackrow. They note, he notes that the mass shooting in Buffalo over the weekend, this is a quote from him, has complicated everything even more. It has? Says John Wackrow, a risk management consultant and former special agent with the Secret Service. Says the attack in Buffalo actually has a measured impact on this road decision and how people will react to it. <laughs> Sorry, freaking river gnats here. You can leave that in. I haven't killed a river gnat on show in a long time. Uh, I'm withholding a lot here about John Wackrow in the interest of, um, I, I don't even know what to say. You go to a guy again who's got a credential behind his name, former special agent, the Secret Service, right? You have a pre-existing narrative, and he somehow manages to give you the quote, exactly the quote you were looking for. Kind of odd, right? Linking ridiculously. I mean, again, you have to have so little dignity to put out something like this. Linking the attack in Buffalo, and it has a measured impact on the road decision and how people will react to it. He said it right. They link it to anything they don't like. Whatever they don't, but, but, but to do it, you, you understand where I'm trying to, I'm, I'm making this point kind of poorly and I want to make it better. I, I, forgive me. You, the tyranny of experts. See, Sophie Kai and Steph uh, Kite, who wrote this story at Axios, they know that nobody trusts them because they're journalists. So to give this thing a patina of authenticity that Buffalo and the attack in Buffalo had anything to do with Roe v. Wade. You have to go to a quote machine. So you find someone who doesn't have the constitution to say the right thing. You go to them and you get the quote that you want because you know they're, they're called quote machines. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, you, you made your point well. It was uh, not hard. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'll give you yeah. another example. Maybe this will kind of send it home. Here's another so-called you know, expert, right? Sonny Hostin, who portrays herself as some legal expert, is really a colossal dunce. I remember being over at CNN, having conversations with her and walking away like, my gosh, they put this human being on TV. It's incredible. Here she is making it a point so absurd that only an expert like Sonny Hostin would make it. She's trying to claim that the GOP has become more radical and it's the left who's become more moderate. Now, before you listen to this, I just want you to keep in mind, nothing's changed with the GOP. Economic freedom, school choice, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-Constitution. Nothing has changed. We're not like pro-pro-pro-Constitution and extra super pro-Second Amendment. Like nothing's changed at all. Can you tell me anything that's changed? You guys are pro-life now. Now? What do you mean? You think it's just started? Yet the left, who won from abortion, safe, legal, and rare, actual quote by Bill Clinton, by the way, now is about partial birth abortion. The era of big government is over. That was a Bill Clinton quote, left, left with 60% approval. Now to expansion of government at all costs. So, and it's us. So again, a common sense person knows this is ridiculous. But because Sonny Austin... Hostin has that, you know, look at me, I'm a legal expert, I'm so smart, that, 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 that promoter, right? That patina, excuse me, that patina of, of authenticity, she's perceived as the expert, and idiots fall for this. Check this out. 
And if you look at all the studies, the Republican Party has moved further to the right than Democrats have to the left. There's a Pew Research um, Center analysis that finds that on average, Democrats and Republicans are farther apart ideologically today than at any time in the past 50 years. And that ideological divide breaks down to the Republican Party being an extremist party. And this, the Democratic Party actually, as you just mentioned, Sarah, moving more to the center. Again, a, 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 you needed a study to tell you that and you actually repeated that on the air? I mean, Sonny, if, if, if a story told you that water is dry rather than water is wet, would you report it on the air? That would, yeah, good point. He's like, that's a bad example. Yes, she would. You're right. I'm sorry. Bad example. Rewind the tape. Forget I just said Sonny would. It, tyranny of experts, folks. Now, one guy who is an actual expert is Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is an American legend. He has called out this problem repeatedly with the media, the media lying to people, fostering a bunch of false narratives and fake news and telling people a story rather than the story. Here is the legend, Clarence Thomas, who's asked the question about when he's going to retire and why the media keeps asking him that question. And let me tell you something. This is one of the great answers I have ever heard from one of the great heroes of our time and of all time in the United States. The legend, Clarence Thomas, check this out. One of the things I'd say in response to the media is when they talk about, especially early on, about the way I did my job, I said, I will absolutely leave the court when I do my job as poorly as you do yours. <laughs> and that was meant as a compliment, really. <laughs> American hero, man. I mean, really. A Mount Rushmore-like American hero. If it was uh, for anything other than presidents. We had a Mount Rushmore of Supreme Court justices. He is the uh, first one I want. I'll leave my job when I do my job as poorly as you do your job. Well said. The legend, Clarence Thomas. All right, I want to move on. I've got a bunch more stories, including the Get Woke, Go Broke, new, new Project Veritas video audio on Twitter, where Twitter acknowledges the obvious here that they can't make money because they're woke. They'd rather go bankrupt than run an actual business focused on microblogging. We've got that. I've also got a very, very, very concerning story on a very serious note about the exploding surveillance state. Folks, your privacy is at real risk in the future. The Wall Street Journal article that scared me because the suggestion there is very dangerous. Uh, don't go anywhere. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. <laughs> I, I, I had to whack that river nap. Well, the river nats are back. In case you've uh, been watching and listening to the show and you're not a new listener, um, you know that my never-ending battle with the river nats continues to go on. Uh, we live off the water here. And the river nets, they get in everywhere whenever it rains. They are the most annoying little you've ever seen. They just, they, I'm telling you, man, they come after you. The river nets, they just, they mock you. They laugh in your face. And it's been particularly bad over the past few days. Did you notice that, guys? The river nets? Yeah, it's been bad the last few days. All right. This is from the Get Woke, Go Broke file. The wokesters losing money. 
So a new Project Veritas video has emerged, James O'Keefe's group, and man, do they do incredible journalism. They got some hidden camera footage with uh, some official from Twitter, and he's just openly talking right now about how Twitter doesn't make money because they really don't believe in free speech, and it's really a left-wing microblog. This is after yesterday's hidden video where the guy from Twitter admits that it's basically a, com a company full of communists. You heard it yesterday. Here's more from Project Veritas. This is great. Well, right now we don't make profit, so it's going to say ideology, which is what's led us to not being profitable. The rest of us who have been here believe in something that's good for the planet and not just to give people free speech. Because again, like these people really do believe in what we're doing. These are the policies we've put in place for misinformation or mislabeling media or whatever. Yeah. Why do you think this should be taken down? Yeah. Like those are the questions they're gonna ask. Him. Yeah. 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 And it's gonna be hard for him to be like, oh, because people should make their own decision. It's like, no, but people don't know how to make a rational decision if you don't put out correct things that are supposed to be out in the public. As an advertiser, as my business, is what I do every day and why I go out is like, we want it to be as fair and transparent and accurate as possible. Yeah. And if that means there, there's a level of censorship to make it Correct, quote unquote, again. And what does correct mean? I guess like, it just kind of goes into <laughs> yeah. the idea of like, well, what is correct? I want you to notice a couple things there. Number one, he openly admits there is no money in wokeism, that Twitter's going broke, which I told you yesterday, if Elon pulls out of this deal, there is no other deal. Twitter will not continue on as a company indefinitely without figuring out a way to make money. They just won't. It's not a charity. It's a private company. Well, it's publicly held, but it's private, meaning it's not a government-run entity. They won't continue. Notice second, how he focuses almost exclusively on how Twitter censorship is a good thing because they censor disinformation. But did you catch at the end how he can't even describe what correct information is? Yes, That's sir. why I cut it off there. Yeah. He wants to censor it, but he's too dumb to figure out himself what the actual misinformation they should censor is. So what do they do? They just censor conservatives, just to be sure. Get woke, folks. Go broke. Disney's learning that now. By the way, I think we've hit a turning point. I really do. Media Research Center article, Brittany Hughes. Go woke, go broke. Disney's positive rating plummets to 33%. Keep it up, folks. No Disney parks. No Disney Plus. No Disney movies. Do the best you can. These people need to be uh, taught a lesson about the proper way to conduct business, which is to provide value for consumers and not to lecture conservatives about how awful they are. It's a turning point. I'm hearing more and more from friends of mine in the business world that corporate boards are starting to ask real questions now about the future of wokeism. I mean, imagine being a corporate board that donated millions of dollars to the BLM only to find out that they were building large mansions with it. Oh. And then finding out your stock price as a result took a hit. So not only did you get fleeced, but your shareholders got fleeced too. And yet you continue to double down. I'm telling you, we've reached a turning point. I can see it. You watch. Okay. This is an important article. Folks, uh, I'm going to cover this on my Fox show this weekend. The 
One of the evergreen topics on my show that comes up all the time because I'm deeply concerned with civil liberties. Yes, actual civil liberties, not like these leftist hacks who claim to be civil libertarians and are really totalitarian tyrants, the opposite. I really believe in civil liberties. And one of the components of civil liberties is a private self. If you feel like you have a private self and you can speak on the phone without being monitored, you probably believe in a democracy and you probably live in a constitutional republic. If when you're talking on the phone and you're online, you feel like you're being spied on 24-7, you probably live in a tyranny state. Folks, Holman Jenkins has a piece up in the Wall Street Journal. I'm going to cover it in more detail on my Fox show, Saturday night at 9, so please set your DVR if you can't make it live, about the growing surveillance state. And he mentions something. I like Jenkins a lot, but I think this is very, very dangerous. He talks about the Buffalo Massacre and the piece's headline, The Massacre Data Arrives a Day Late. And he talks about this mindset that we've been we've kind of learned to be helpless here with with these mass shootings he says yet a different mindset less marinated and learned helplessness would ask what other strategies might be tried especially with respect to domestic terrorist style mass shootings the answer is obvious surveillance powered by big data whose advancing role in our world seems unstoppable in any case now i don't want to mischaracterize his case he's not a big government guy holman jenkins but what he's suggesting is that The public is being surveilled by big data aggregators anyway. So we might as well use this big data people to stop mass shootings and use it to kind of spy on people. Folks, the danger here is incredible. When I was a Secret Service agent, this may be the point he's missing. We used to use private companies like LexisNexis and otherwise back in the day to find out where people lived and other stuff. If we needed to go serve in a restaurant, we couldn't find them. But the idea that we would empower some of these big data aggregators and use them as deputies for law enforcement to be like precogs in minority report, right? And to go out and surveil them, just waiting for them to do something wrong. Folks, I'm very sorry. Freedom has risks. And sometimes the outcomes are very poor, but I do not want this at all. This is an incredibly bad idea. I'm not saying he's... He's not a big government guy. He's suggesting they're already doing this. But I'm suggesting to you that yes, and we should be doing everything we can to stop it, not advance it. He cites in the piece a New York Times article, which I actually put in the newsletter because it is fascinating, shocking. But once in a blue moon, you get someone who does actual journalism. Talking about, by the way, keep in mind, the New York Times will make the opposite case. about They're making a case here. Surveillance in the workplace can be dangerous. If it comes to a political argument, though, about what they consider mass shooters, they'll make the exact argument. You should be surveilling everyone because that's just what the New York Times does. But this piece is interesting. It's in the newsletter if you want to read it. Your bosses could have a file on you and they may misinterpret it. Did you know this? That a lot of these big companies now are employing surveillance companies to watch your emails, run credit checks for you. Here, it says it right here. This Martha Lewis Deutscher, author of the book Screening the System, says she added every day You'll run a credit check and every day you'll run the criminal check and the banking accounts and the marital status and make sure people don't run into certain circumstances will have become a risk if they weren't yesterday. Every day checks by your employer. This is the future. Credit checks, marital status, bank accounts. She notes also, in the piece, the author that is, notes that there's a lot of small false positives here. Meaning you could get dinged as a potential terrorist by your boy. Is that going to be fed to the government? I mean, think about it, right, Joe? If you're an employer 
and you're scanning everything your employees do, marital status, bankruptcy checks, bankruptcy checks, emails, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get a potential computer flag that says possible terrorist and you don't pass it to the FBI. Are you on the hook legally later on? Anybody thought any of this through? Folks, living in a society means taking on risk. I do not want to be watched 24 hours a day. I'm going to be covering this on my Fox show this weekend. All right, one last uh, story here I want to cover for you. Donnie Deutsch. Donnie Deutsch over at MSNBC. Donnie Dunce has an idea. This is a new idea. Guys, a new idea, revolutionary idea. No one has ever thought of this, Joe, on the Democrat side of the ledger ever. He's got an idea before the 2022 elections. His idea to to turn the disastrous electoral tide coming ashore for the Democrats in November this year is get a load of this, fellas. Call the GOP racist. No one has ever thought of this before. Revolutionary, bold, exciting new idea. Here he is, Donnie Dunce. What the Democrats need to do, and it's so obvious at this point, is brand them with it, is basically take this replacement theory and now make it the Republican racist replacement theory. Make every Republican answer, do you believe in it or not? Brand every Republican. This is the party of the replacement theory. Take what is a sliver, or I'm a real minority, but a minority, and make it the entire raison d'etre of the Republican Party. No Joe, no one's ever thought of that, man. Yeah, really? Never. I mean, yeah. you've been in politics a long time being in politically oriented radio. I mean, have you ever heard that before? No, Democrats? Never. never me either. Such a bold, transformative and, and plan called Republicans racist. So in your and the hilarious part is, just, right, right, right. And you get it right in their faces. Just, the hilarious part is all of the, yes, we should focus on replacement theory in 2020. Us, the Republicans, pinning every Democrat, Joaquin Castro, Anderson Cooper, all of them on the fact that they're obsessed with racial replacement. I played you the video in the beginning. Yeah, we should, we should take that on. We should also ask basic questions like, you know, my gosh, where is all this anti-Semitism coming from? This anti-Semitism that, according to the manifesto, you know, motivated the, uh, the Buffalo attacker. We should ask that question. Donnie Deutsch is suggesting, ask, yes, ask Republicans, because we'll point to things like this. Jerusalem Post, May 18, 2022. Nakba recognition resolution submitted by Rashida Tlaib, squad member on the left. Nakba, yeah. The founding of uh, Jerusalem, known as the catastrophe to anti-Semites around the world. Yeah, I wonder where all the anti-Semitism's coming from. Donnie Deutsch is right, just for all the wrong reasons. We should run on that. Ask him who really believes in replacement theory and anti-Semitism. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my podcast. I really appreciate it. It helps us move up the charts. You guys got us up to, I think, number three the other day, which is pretty incredible. Wherever you get your podcast, Apple... Of Spotify, and please subscribe on Rumble as well. Rumble.com slash Bongino. If you want to watch the podcast, we do a lot of good work on the visuals. I'll see you on the radio show a little bit later. You just heard Dan Bongino.